Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to Conversations with My Higher Self. Today, we're continuing the conversation about life path numbers, going through the core numbers. This episode is all devoted to life path number two. So if you're this life path number, listen in. Before we get started, a couple of housekeeping items. If you haven't read my book, you're massively missing out. I may be biased, but I highly recommend that you check out my book, 72 Keys to Manifestation or an Ancient Path of a Modern Day Alchemist. It is available on Amazon. It is soon to be available as an audiobook on Audible. I am really thrilled to be bringing you even more formats of this book. This book is about manifestation, obviously, because it's in the title. This book is all about building the life you deserve, the life that you have been craving, the life has been that has been slipping away from through your fingers. It can be yours. Um, the book is 72 Ancient Keys. A lot of the practices in the book, a lot of the knowledge in the book is not really widely publicized. You could say it is the realm of the hidden. But it works. It works every single time. And so if you're curious and if you're being called to check it out, it's available on Amazon. Alrighty, my darlings, life path number two. If you would like an introduction to what life path numbers are, how to calculate your life path number, there is an episode that I did when we spoke about life path number one, where I spell it out. I am a big fan of numerology and this series of podcasts is my attempt to give it, bring it a little bit more into the limelight because it has been a little bit in the background the past few decades. Alrighty, my darlings. So if you are a life path number two or somebody that you know is a life path number two, this is an episode for you. Hopefully this provides some good context for you. Maybe this starts explaining some of the deeply rooted patterns that you have known to be true about yourself. And hopefully it starts shedding some light on some of the challenges and the blessings that you carry within your own blueprint. Just as a quick reminder, your higher self selects your life path number before you incarnate. It is a very intricate process. It is not a random process. It is extremely well thought out. And depending on your life path number, who you are is going to be very different. Like what energies of your higher self show up in your physical human body is going to be extremely different. Your hair, your eye color, your constitution, your complexion, all of it is going to be decided after your higher self decides upon your life path number. Your life path number very often dictates the core conflicts as well as the core blessings, the core opportunities of improvement of your entire life. So it is one of the major, major keys. It is a massive unlock if you're trying to understand what's going on. If you're trying to get a glimpse into your purpose, if you're confused one way or another, I would always start with a life path number because it's one of those first keys that I think every human needs to know about themselves so as to not miss out on the bigger picture. Because as we are in the weeds, on the treadmill, on the little hamster wheel of day in and day out of Maya and illusion, the matrix, nothing wrong with it. We all signed up for it. It's a beautiful, mathematically precise system that helps us evolve at soul level. But it's extremely important for us to zoom out sometimes to get perspective because perspective is all the difference that we need. It is the difference between living a happy life and a miserable life. It all comes down to perspective. And your life path number is a key to help unlocking the right perspective on who you are. I love life path number two. It is 
one of the numbers of the divine feminine. It is also one of the first numbers. So it's essentially, it's, um, if you listen to the previous episode or, or not, I'm just going to give you a refresher, right? So the first three numbers in terms of life path, and by the way, there are one through nine, right? So number one, two, and three, these are the life paths that jumpstart certain energies. So one jumpstarts them. Uh, so it's, if you guys are familiar with cardinal signs in, um, in astrology, it's the same thing. The cardinal sign is the first sign of that first spark that starts a particular element. For instance, your Aries is your cardinal sign in, in, in the fire arena. And so one is the cardinal number, if you will. It is the number that jumpstarts masculinity on planet Earth. Two is the same thing only for femininity. It is that primary number of, of femininity. It's where it's, it's, it's kind of like the genesis, the inception of, of the waters, um, of the feminine, of the feminine vibration. So first was the fire and second came the water. And the third one is a materialization number. And we're going to get to that or the number of creation. It is the number of the Trinity. But again, it is the jump starting is that first number of creative energies. So life path number two is an evolution from the life path of one. One is all about oneness. One is all about me, myself, and I. Two is about us. Two goes on a journey of understanding others. Two goes on a journey of understanding societies and societal structures. So, and you do that through empathy, through introspection, through understanding, through undergoing experiences and challenges that introduce you to many different people of many different walks of life and many different circumstances in relationships. Two is also a life path of relationships. And so it is the focus of number two is the opposite of the focus of number one. It is, while very introspective and very gentle and very soft, comparatively speaking, because it's the energy of flow and the energy of water and the energy of the mother and the energy of the nurturer and the energy of the caretaker, two, by definition, cannot be egocentric. Two, by definition, things first of another. So this is a very beautiful exploratory path where first you consider others and then you consider yourself. Where understanding others becomes a priority. Where challenging yourself to relationships or into relationships that are harder perhaps becomes a means of your own learning and your own evolution. Two is the energy that brings harmony and consideration for others into the universe. Now, it is not all purple rainbows and unicorns, right? Because we live in a third dimensional world and harmony is extremely hard to achieve. So two could also be struggling with things like, how do I find the middle ground between keeping me and it like my interest at heart, as well as understanding what this other person needs from me. How can I find middle ground? So two is extremely, extremely concerned with balance and the scales, like the Libra scales of like give and take, right? The give and take is an extremely important lesson to learn and balance to achieve for a two. Two could go both ways, uh, sorry, two ways, actually. One could be a life of harmonizing and unity and feeling like we're all one. So it could be your people that really care about the environment, 
really care about, you know, communities, charity work, social work, you know, your psychologist, like all of that, like, let's bring everybody together and let's, you know, like, um, set aside our differences. These are your diplomats, diplomats, or it could go the opposite where you're going through a life path too. And it is an antagonistic situation one after another where you're striving for harmony, where you're striving to find the balance, but it's slipping through your fingers and it's slipping away because again, in the third dimensional world, finding that true flow, finding that true harmony is extremely hard. It's like every, this game is stacked against you. I'm not going to lie, right? So very often too is going to come with a very gentle heart. This, these are your empaths. These are the people that care about the impact that they make in the world. They think about the impact, right? So very often they move slower because they're trying to understand the impact. They're trying to see two, three, four, five steps ahead to try to understand who may be impacted differently uh, or negatively potentially based on their actions. And so that makes them slower. That makes them a little bit more passive. They're either pacifiers or they're a little bit more passive. They could also be a little bit more internalized, like meaning like their energy doesn't always move externally. Very often they're here to harmonize their own vessel first. So your, your twos can be extremely, extremely obsessed with, you know, perfecting themselves, doing work to, to, to improve themselves, like self-improvement work, working with a coach, going to a seminar, you know, so they're, they're, they are a little bit obsessed with this like little perfection bubble or like this perfect state that they would like to achieve. And they do understand that in order to fix the world, sometimes you have to go deep within and provide that healing for yourself first. So very often their energy is internally focused. Not often, but very, you know, not always, but very often they're going to be a slightly more introverted than extra extroverted. Again, they're not trying to put too much of themselves in, into every conversation. In fact, they're really better listeners and talkers. They could be a little bit more private on the private side, but at the same time, they're incredible people from the standpoint of they care about others. They strive to do the right thing. Now let's talk about the, them growing up and the challenges for them growing up. They would very often be faced with the injustices of the world very, very early in life they would notice things and certain things would rub them the wrong way. Like certain things in society would just irk them deeply as an injustice, like a social injustice or otherwise. And it seems like everybody around them is unaware. And so they, they could become hurt by it. Like what would be a good example? I don't know. Uh, for some of you, uh, it could be like you notice that other people ate animals and you're like, well, this is unfair because an animal also suffers, right? And so that goes back to empathy, right? They don't really differentiate between, like they don't make their pain the most valid pain of the universe. They factor in pain and for them, whoever is feeling the pain, it is an equally valid emotion and frequency not just their own pain matters, right? So they do feel for plants. They do feel for animals. They do feel for underprivileged uh, people and, and the homeless and, you know, the disabled and everybody, right, who's suffering, right? So they, they carry that vibration of deep compassion for others. 
inside of their own blueprint. But despite of that, right, they may feel like they got plucked into a world with a lot of uncertainty and a lot of injustice and a lot of pain and suffering. And because of that, they may actually be a lot more prone to depression than other types because it feels like the amount of negativity in the world is just too much. This is also the emotional type. Your life path number two is an emotional person. This are the people that are going to feel things deeper than others. They are meant to carry the, the depth of vibration inside of their own vessel. They're meant to feel the feels. They're meant to sense the emotions instead of shutting themselves um, down from those emotions, but those emotions may be overwhelming. And so very often a life path number two is going to select a happening, an event very early in life that is a very emotionally jarring thing because they want to get into the feeling zone really, really quickly. What could be an example? A death in the family really early, like before you're 10 years old, could be a, um, like a significant byproduct or shall we say companion to life path two? It could be your favorite animal dying, by the way. It doesn't have to be like a parent or something, but it is the kind of death that really touches you on a deep visceral, visceral level. It is not the kind that, you know, that doesn't affect you. No, you're going to be deeply wounded by it for whatever reason. Maybe you feel like the person that left you now, you know, left you without any means, or like now you're alone and you're not getting the love because that person that loved you is gone or the, that your favorite dog uh, that provided you comfort is no longer there. So there would be a happening to cause you a deep, deep emotion. Uh, it could be abandonment, actually, sometimes. Not often, but it does happen, right? So you could choose, you know, it's, it could be adoption, being given up for adoption, for instance. That could be like a form that this could take. But there is like some sense of suffering. It could also come in a sense, in a form of your free will being taken away from you. You know, it does happen also in, in many instances where you just, I don't know, um, you're given to like a private school and then you can do certain things or, you know, there are other things that are more ominous. I don't know, like rape, you know, which is not something we want to go into, especially if we're talking about children. This is kind of like really even, you know, uh, kind of disgusting and uh, to just even think about. But, you know, those experiences, could be placed in your life by your higher self. Not that your higher self is the greatest villain, but again, we need to understand and we need to get the perspective that something that happens to you doesn't happen to you. It happens for you and it leads you to your personal evolution. It leads towards you making the right choices. It leads towards you understanding who you are at soul level, soul level and evolving, right? So there could be a lot of pain and suffering for number twos. There could also be like you feel the disharmony in societies deep in your heart. So very often there's going to be a lot of heart wounding. All my fellow boys and girls of Life Path 2, your heart is your greatest treasure. Know that. Know that you have come here with a most extraordinary, the most extraordinary asset, and that is your heart. Now, because it was so soft and it was meant to contain so much love for humanity, so much compassion, so much forgiveness, so much understanding... You are the ones that have the highest propensity to have all kinds of heart trauma. So for those of you that belong to this group, I highly, highly recommend you go to my uh, podcast with meditations, our sacred universe podcast, and listen to my heart meditations. I must have made 10. I kid you not, because this is a big problem for humanity, close down hearts, but you feel everything so deep. And so it is so much easier to wound your heart. And I find that it is 
so hard then for you to take yourself out of the vicious circle of being wounded over and over and over again until even you attempted to close down your heart. And when your heart is closed down, you cannot be the medicine that you are here to be because life path two is the medicine. And it's, it's the healer kind of in many ways, right? Because society needs people that are going to factor in others and sometimes put others before themselves. Society needs you because you are that shot in the arm. And if your heart is closed down, then it's really going to be hard to jumpstart the heart of humanity because as we're going through the evolution of the human race, the next thing upon that evolutionary journey is everybody needs to open up their hearts because the hearts are being atrophied as we speak. There's just so much trauma dwelling in our heart spaces that at this point, the situation is quite dire. And it is up to a life path number two to help jumpstart the hearts of humanity because they are the harmonizer. They are the relationship people. They're the divine feminine carriers. And it doesn't mean that they're all women by any stretch of imagination. Both, all genders, every human carries within themselves both the masculine and the feminine energies. Being a life path number two doesn't make you feminine in the same way that being a life path number two doesn't make you a guy if you know what I mean, it is just the vibration that you carry. And it is a beautiful vibration. It is a healing vibration. And right now it is so much needed on planet earth. And so my suggestion for you would be heal your heart and understand how much of a treasure you are, right? Because the problem is if you spend your life in your own kind of like sheltered reality that you built for yourself, because when you were a kid, you we're faced with so much pain and suffering, including your own, that at this point it feels like you've had so much and also you feel powerless to deal with the outside world sometimes and the circumstances, right? So a feeling of powerlessness is a very common refrain and a very common affliction for people with a life path too. My heart goes out to you. Your healing, healing your heart is the most important thing. It's your step one before you can bring others into your own cell of reality that is perfect and harmonized and full of love and full of tender loving care all of this that humanity needs so much you are truly the future of this planet and i know that the going is not easy sometimes but you know a big chunk of carrying humanity into the age of the heart is on you and it starts with healing your own beautiful heart with allowing yourself to love you fully with Tuning, tuning down the inner critic and understanding that there is nothing wrong with you that those things happened to you. You weren't weird or unlovable or any of the things you may imagine to be true about yourself so that all those things happened to you in the past. All that happened was your higher self wanted you to feel the feels. And that's another part. For a life path number two, it is extremely critical for you to not close yourself down to feeling the emotions. You have to get really good at accepting whatever comes, good, bad, and everything in between. Accepting emotions so you can release those emotions, so you can be cleansing them. Because also one of the blessings of this path is being able to harmonize things and remove distortions energetically, vibrationally, emotionally, even physically, right? Sometimes life path two are really, really natural gifted healers uh, of all kinds, uh, of all uh, 
modalities, healing modalities, right? And so if you came here as a litmus test, but also um, a person that's meant to transcend all the darkness coming their way, and then like you take in darkness, you give out light. That is kind of like what's happening with life path two numbers, right? You have to allow yourself to receive the energy the way it is. And I know that sometimes it really brings you down because you know that there's so much wrong in this world that almost makes you want to give up. I tell you that you are not alone. You are always supported by your higher self and your spirit guides on this mission. And you're so much needed. And I just encourage you to keep going. You are wonderful. Life path number two. I'm sending you so much gratitude for the hard work, including your personal work as well as 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 societal work that you're doing. I'm giving you a big virtual hug. Thank you. And I will see you in the next one. Bye.